This is Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter over there, and this is Solid Steps Radio. We thank you for listening, and we are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. And if you are just joining us by stumbling across us on the radio station, driving down the road, listening live on the radio, thank you for listening. We hope we can entertain you for the next seven minutes until you go where you're going. And uh, if you want to hear a little bit more of us, uh, an entire show in its entirety, and all of our past shows, we've been on now for... Uh, a little over a year, coming up on a year and a half. And we cover all kinds of different topics. And if you want to find out what that is, you need to go to soundcloud.com. You go to iTunes, the podcast section, or you can go to uh, facebook.com. Or you can go to Further Still Ministries, furtherstill.org. And you can just type in Solid Steps Radio and you'll see and you just click on it and you can hear all of our past shows. Now, speaking of past shows, last week we covered a very unfun topic. We had a fraternity of men. Unfun. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a word? Well, it's not fun. Yeah. So I, okay. I made it up one, made up uh, on the spot. So it, it was it, it was a very unfun topic. Uh, we talked about the loss of a child. Those men who have lost a child, and they were on last week. And if you want to hear that, for anybody you know who has lost a child, whether it's miscarriages or uh, just a child has passed away, um, it would be a very, I think, encouraging uh, show to, to, to listen to. But we're... Uh, we're talking about another topic of today, another fraternity of men who they don't want to be in the fraternity if they had the choice. Uh, and we're talking about some folks, some men in today who have lost. Uh, we even talked about this yesterday. The terminology when we talk about someone who is died or they have you have lost them. We said that crossover people preparing to cross over. Yeah, I, I like I like that. Because they're not dead if you're in Christ and they're not lost. We know where they are, <laughs> right? But we're talking about men who have had to prepare for their spouse, their wife to cross over from death on this side or life on this side to life in heaven. And how do you prepare that journey? So uh, we've got a room full of guys and we're going to unpack that over the next uh, four segments. Well, Chad, you know, I think it's appropriate that we start uh, out of the scriptures that says, uh, teach us to number our days aright, hmm. that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Because what, what these guys have gone through and what they're going to share in their story, um, every one of us is going gonna, is gonna to experience this, or we're going to go before you know, our family, and they're going to, ex- you know, our family's going to experience. You know, right. uh, the, the reality is everyone on the planet uh, this is the, 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 the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone will experience death. And so what, what we're going to talk about that is uh, in, in the context of the joy of the Lord is our strength, um, and yet we can still have uh, great, great sorrow on this, uh, on this life. And I'm, I'm going to introduce uh, my three friends. Uh, you know, you guys, uh, I've known, uh, so, you know, Ray, I've known you for years, Brian for years. Steve, you and I, we've known each other for, what, a couple of years now, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, about two and a half years or so. Yeah. So, uh, almost. Steve is uh, Steve Swoboda is calling in from uh, Florida, and we're all pretty <laughs> jealous of you right now, frankly. Um, well, you said it was like seventy-five and sunny down there. Yes, it is. It's uh, very sunny. Thank you. I'll go get my sunglasses. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for rain jackets today, trying to get here. <laughs> Yep, we're in the middle of February in Louisville area here. But uh, Steve, it's great to have you on the show, and we're gonna we're gonna talk to you a little bit. Brian Veal, it's great to have you on the show back back again. Back again. You've been on the show uh, before, and so welcome. 
Thanks for having me again. And uh, Ray Hibden. Welcome, Ray. Good morning. You are the uh, you are the pizza uh, king, I guess. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, Papa John's, you know, just making pizzas galore. I don't, uh, I don't see any. Uh, you know, did he, he, bring didn't, any? he did not bring any. Isn't that rude? Well, I don't know. I thought it'd be nice <laughs> to bring the product, but oh well. But guys, it's great to have you, and I want to. I just want to tell you guys, thank you, because you have been a blessing to me. And I think I've been a blessing to you because we have all been in this journey together. We we began to gather together um, well over a year ago after our spouses died. And uh, we have cried together and we've laughed together and we've tried to encourage each other and we've prayed for each other. And and so, but uh, Ray, let's start out with you, Ray. You, um, you and Becky were married how many years? Uh, 31. 31 years. And uh, you've got how many kids? Two. Two, and they're all how old? Uh, Dan is 30, and Scarlett is 25. It's amazing. You were holding them in your arms, and all of a sudden, bang, they're gone, grown up, and uh, you're a grandpa. I am. You're, you're getting old, dude. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your grandkids real quick. Um, May is two, and uh, she's beautiful. And Amelia is five, also beautiful, and uh, they are the loves of my life. Mm, what a joy. Grandkids are awesome. Don't have any yet. Uh, but Brian, uh, you've, you and Jan were married how long? 36 years. 36 years. And uh, tell us about your kids. Three daughters. They're 32, 29, and 26. And grandkids. Three grandchildren. You're we, getting old, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The oldest is three, and they go down to uh, one will turn, the youngest will turn one this month. That's the male heir, by the way. Really? Yes, he has arrived. <laughs> really? Well, that's awesome. <laughs> little Dennis in waiting right there. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Brian's a dentist, and his brother's a dentist, his dad was a dentist, and this... They're dentists to be, right? Dennis the menace. I bet when teeth come in that family, that's a big deal, oh, right? We celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then we got Steve from Florida calling in. And uh, Steve, tell us about uh, you and your bride were married how long? We were married 28 years. 28 years. And you and Carol had two kiddos. Tell us about yes. the kids. Two daughters, uh, Kaylin, uh, 26, and Devin, 24. And what about grandkids? None. Not yet. Y- not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not but yet. One, but what, what, what were you going to say? But hopefully one day. Ho- I, I think uh, that would be a very great blessing. That w- yes, it would be. Um, you and I, are, we're, we're just waiting. And uh, when the Lord says it's time, then we'll, we'll be grandpa, and it'll be a beautiful thing. Yes, it will. So um, let's let's talk a little bit. I'll come right back to you, Steve. Uh, Steve, you... Um, you and Carol were married 28 years. You, uh, when when was Carol diagnosed? Uh, August 2010. August of 2010, and soon as she was diagnosed, uh, just just tell us real quickly what happened, and just in about 30, 60 seconds, what what happened with Carol? Yeah, it was a it was a blur. <laughs> Still is today at times. Uh, yeah, it went in for a. a we thought it was a standard procedure, and uh, four hours later, the doctor came out and told us that it wasn't a standard procedure. And then over the next uh, course of three years, went through uh, multiple different treatments to try to uh, get through 
what she was going through. Um, and then uh, January 2014, uh, we're advised that, you know, we really, even though Carol had been preparing for a couple of years, just through her faith, um, that it was going to be sooner than later now. So when, um, she, when did they tell you that? That was, I mean, just over a year, like, it was probably December of 2011 when the, the different doctor gave the diagnosis that, you know, it's not curable, but it can help as best you can to let her live the life that she has left. And uh, so then we just slowly went through the, the very lows of it and then just uh, did our best to say focus on Christ to, to live through it as best you can versus crawling in the corner and say, why me? And Carol was a great example of choosing to live through it. And uh, so in the 2011 mid- we knew, but um, again, there's then we still were blessed with a few more years together to prepare together. When as soon as Carol found out, what was her response? Um, shock, sadness, um, but she immediately also went to the Lord and found strength there. The Bible says in uh, Philippians 1, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But that's hard to, it, it's, it, it's, that's hard to uh, many times look at that passage and, and especially when there's a diagnosis and to, um, it's not within our nature to embrace that, but when we turn to Jesus, we can. Um, we can be encouraged and we can be positive. Is that, is that what you're saying, what Carol was trying to, experience, yes. trying to experience? Yes, I think she clearly, we talked a lot about her new normal every time mm. something changed. Um, but it was then deciding, well, maybe positive as best we can because negative is not going to make it any better. Yeah, negative is... Uh, and so, you know what, we're going to come back to that, Steve. We need to take a break right now. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to continue to hear the story of Ray, Steve, Brian, and, and the journey they went on with their wives, and Kurt as well. And so uh, not a topic we want to talk about, but a topic that needs to be talked about because we all have to prepare for this one day. So... We thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back for another segment to talk about Ray, Steve, and Brian and Kurt's journey through preparing their, with their spouse to cross over from, from life to death. And, G, uh, and we'll take a break here and come back in, uh, on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment. This is Chad Russell. I'm here with Kurt Souter, and we're also here with Ray, Steve, and Brian, and we are talking about how to prepare uh, with your spouse when your spouse is getting ready to cross over from this life to another and uh, how, how these guys walk through that journey and how do you prepare for that and uh, on the break right before the break we were talking to Steve and, and Steve I didn't pick this up and I apologize but on, on the first segment there what was uh, what was Carol's actual diagnosis uh, it was actually she went in for uh, an ovarian cyst Okay. We removed, and it, it was determined that it was endometriosis that had turned cancerous. 
Um, there was a large cyst on our abdominal wall. Um, the protocol treatment, what they did with that, was treated as ovarian cancer. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, so, Steve, we're going to come back to you in just a second, but I want to hear Brian, because uh, you and Jan, you got, uh, you went in and tell us your story real quickly. Yeah, Jan was diagnosed in uh, June of 2007 with stage three breast cancer. And uh, we proceeded, she proceeded through the, the multiple treatments, double mastectomy, full radiation, full chemo, or chemotherapy, then full radiation. And we were told there was about a two-thirds chance of heal from that. And so that's the way we proceeded until 10 days before her death, which was uh, Halloween, if you will, October 31st of 2015. So when, when uh, Jan went through all, you know, when she went through the surgery, chemo, radiation, how, how long did that take? Uh, it was uh, three-quarters of a year, maybe. So after the three quarters Eight of months, a year, the, seven the, months. the doctors were pretty uh, certain, hey, we, we think we got this. And Well, I, I tend to joke with folks. I say, you know, two out of three chance of healing sounds fairly reasonable. But if three of us were going to cross the street and two make it, you know, it's not great odds, really. So it really kind of depends on perspective. Yeah. But it was around a two thirds chance of heal at the very beginning. And so and so but for, for several years, she really was cancer free to our knowledge for the entire eight plus years and then it came back yeah it came back and and when it came back the doctor said this is the type we see on the third cancer visit sometimes people have a recurrence that's treated uh, but this is the kind where they sort of shake their heads and say this is it we fought we fought hard and this is this is it and and then she passed away when she uh, she passed away uh, October thirty first two thousand fifteen. When when did you realize it came back? <clears throat> Ten days before her death. Really? Yes. I mean, you knew she was battling something though, right? Or no? What happened that led up to that, Kurt? Was uh, we had several months of odd symptoms, uh, dizziness, pain, uh, vision changes, co- coordination imbalance, these kinds of things. And so we, we went to her docs and they played with medications and we rearranged her medications and these sort of things. She was one of these type that did everything the doctor said. So she'd had her annual checks and scans for return of the cancer, these kinds of things. And so uh, that led us eventually to a hospital visit because of severe pain. In fact, two days in a row, two nights in a row in the middle of the night, I took her to the ER with severe pain. And on the second visit, I said, really headed out somewhat with the ER staff and I said she's really hurting let's get a diagnosis here let's not just give her pain meds and go back home because she's feeling better we need to find something and that process she was 16 days in the hospital total but that process took about six days for the final diagnosis which was returned cancer entirely up and down her spine in their words her spine lit up like a Christmas tree on the scan. So the cancer had entered her spine, which ultimately entered her brain. And really, that uh, that obviously had been coming, and they don't know how long it had been there. But That's exactly right. We had no knowledge, but who knows that that wasn't happening maybe eight years before when she was first treated. We don't know mm. when those cancer cells were getting, it, getting to her spine. Mm. 
that C word is a horrible word. Yeah, it is, and it's a it's a it's a blow to the gut. Is the way I describe it to people. You know, when you get that kind of news, you have to sort of get your breath back for a bit. Yeah, Ray, talk talk with us about you and Becky. And uh, again, you were married thirty one years. She yeah. was she was diagnosed when um, May the fifteenth, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. And then she passed away when? Uh, November 23rd, 2014. In 14. Tell us about what happened. Um, she had been sick in bed for a long time, starting in December of 2011. And we went to, at home, uh, we went to several specialists um, trying to get a diagnosis. And we kept ruling out one thing after another. And we exhausted about seven or eight different specialists, and, and finally somebody said, well, let's send her to a cancer uh, specialist so we can rule out cancer. And so we went to a cancer specialist, and the, um, the doctor said, uh, well, you don't present as a cancer patient. I'm sure you don't have uh, cancer, but we'll do a few tests, and we'll, we'll rule out cancer for you. And uh, so we did a few tests, and we went back a few days later, and the cancer doctor said, guess what? You have cancer. Hmm. And she was diagnosed with uh, multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer in the leukemia and lymphoma family. When you heard that diagnosis, what ha- what what went through your mind and heart? Um, I was floored, really. I didn't know how to respond because you weren't. I mean, it was the last thing you were expecting after what he had said earlier. Yeah, it was the very last thing we were expecting, and we we were expecting to hear, "You don't have cancer. It's time to move on to the next specialist." And that's not what we heard, unfortunately. And so what, how did Becky respond to all that? Um, she was shocked. Uh, we both were. But we just asked the doctors, you know, what the next steps were and what was to be expected. And they told us, and we were okay with that. Uh, treatments began immediately? Yes. Uh, she immediately started undergoing uh, chemotherapy Um radiation she had a bone marrow transplant um she was in and out of the hospital for uh the next two and a half years uh after the diagnosis when that diagnosis came did they did they tell you there was no hope no not at all in fact uh they were very optimistic and the prognosis was very good Uh, they told us that they caught it very early on typically with myeloma they said that when it's diagnosed it's uh, 90 to 100 percent infection and with becky she was at 30 percent infection uh, when it was diagnosed and they thought it was very treatable and um, that she was going to do fine so when they began treatment they began treatments immediately how long the treatments last Um, chemo originally was uh, six weeks and then uh, she was off for several months and then they did it again and then um, in the spring of 2012 she went into the hospital for a bone marrow transplant and was that successful yes it was it was very successful in fact uh, after the bone marrow transplant her percentage of infection was down to five percent and so then what happens um life went on and um, you think you're you, you and Becky are thinking, hey, things are we're looking up and up here. Yeah, right? the doctors never said she was in full remission, but for all intents and purposes, she was because hers is not fully cu- curable, right? Was it? Okay, they, it's not curable, no. But they 
we're hoping to manage it. Yes. And you can live quite a quite a long time. Yes. So then what happened? Um, well, because of her um, reduced uh, capacity, she um, got a disease called vasculitis, which we had never heard of and nobody that we knew had ever heard of, but it was a uh, thickening of the um, blood vessels in her body, and um, it caused a lot of other uh, ailments, but, it, but vasculitis is a, is a horrible disease. Uh, that really incapacitated her and uh, and ultimately put her in the hospital. And then what? Um, she went into the hospital on July 9th of 2014, uh, and that was the last time she left her home. Uh, she was in the hospital until November 23rd of that year um, with the uh, vasculitis. Um, she got MRSA. She got uh, pneumonia, double pneumonia. Um, so the cancer really didn't didn't kill her. The cancer did not kill her. No, it was everything else. Yeah. And um, you know when I want to ask you guys, you know when when your wife is just about ready to pass, um, what's going through your mind? What's going through your heart? I'll tell you what. Hold that thought, guys. We're going to let you chew on that in a minute. We're going to take a break. And we're going to come back in the next segment and we're going to say, okay, what was the guy's role? You know, how did you handle it? Handle this? I would rather, I would rather go through this than my wife. I say that, right? And I'm going to, I got guys here in front of me that having to watch your wife go through this, that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. So we're going to take a break. Before we do that, we want to thank our sponsors. We're on the air because Carol Rogers Carpet One, Vision First, Ellen and Credit Union, and now Country uh, Lake uh, Retreat Center, those are folks step up and sponsor the show so use them thank them if you ever see them out Uh, but we're going to take a break come back and we're going to talk about what do these guys do to prepare to walk through this journey with their wives so thank you for listening we'll be back shortly on solid steps radio